Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Last night, actually, I was on the Tonight Show and I, I watched a video of a young family or I should say a mom and dad who had gone away to, uh, you know, surrogate a baby in Ukraine and the horrific story of how they managed to get home and eventually managed to get reunited with their little baby. And they're here in Ireland. But the one thing that got everybody, of course, was that the mum isn't recognised as the baby's mother, so to speak. She can't bring the baby for vaccines. She can't, you know, get a passport. She's basically not the child's mother according to the law she is obviously the child's mother but she's not according to the law now proposed legislation to regulate surrogacy in Ireland does create a mechanism to recognise children as the legal children of both parents uh, the Octus Joint Committee on International Surrogacy has been told and Kira Merrigan chair of the Irish Families Through Surrogacy said there is a big gap in the current proposed legislation which does not allow for a legal parent-child relationship to be established. Now, appearing before the Oireachtas Joint Committee on the International Surrogacy on Thursday, she said that Ireland has an opportunity to be a world leader in recognising the rights of children born through surrogacy. Now, to give me a little bit more information on this, uh, on the line is with again, Senator Mary Siri Carney. Good afternoon to you, Mary. Uh, good afternoon, Niall. Where are we so far on this? Now, I know you, you let me know, of course, there's a 12-week limit on this in relation to when this has to be dealt with because I did suggest last night that we're very slow in this country to, to bring in legislation that directly affects people, so to speak. Uh, so where are we right now in it? I, I think you very eloquently put it last night, to be honest. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, the, at this moment in time, the uh, Assisted Human Reproduction Bill is before the Houses of the Oireachtas. And in that, there is a provision for governance of assisted human reproduction, of clinics, of licensing in Ireland, and also for a provision for domestic surrogacy. What isn't in that bill are two things. One, a provision for how we will address the issues arising out of international surrogacy. And secondly, a a method to address the children that are already born uh, via surrogacy in Ireland and for whom they do not have a legal relationship, as you have said, and as Kira so well well put it yesterday, um, that they don't have a legal relationship with their second parent. So, for mm. instance, I, I am the mother of a surrogate-born child. Um, I am not recognised in Irish law uh, as that child's mother. It means that, uh, and while I have gone through guardianship, my guardianship was, uh, was awarded at the consent of my husband. And um, what, and sorry, Mary, to interrupt you. Let me just interrupt you for a second. In relation to guardianship and actually yeah. being recognised as the legal mother of the child, is there a stark difference in, you know, in, I suppose, the ramifications of both? I mean, what is the major difference in just being recognised as a guardian and recognised as a child's mother? Well, as a guardian, you are entitled to make decisions regarding the child in the best interests of the child. So there's a whole panoply of decisions that can be made. However, a guardian is not a parent and guardianship ceases once the child becomes an adult at 18 years of age. So that means that, for for instance, my child, even though I'm her guardian, um, were I to die without a will, she doesn't automatically inherit from my estate as my daughter. She doesn't, um, she, so she does, my, my parents' estate, for instance, as she's not a grandchild. She has none of those protections that are even within succession law. Okay, I never realised that. Okay, no, okay. So they're all very dramatic and they're lifelong consequences. So you can imagine, Niall, you know, 30 years from now, siblings 
um, some of whom within a relationship perhaps were born prior to the mother experiencing cancer and um, that were born without surrogacy and then a child born subsequent that was born via surrogacy um, and and the, the rows between siblings that happened over, over the estates of their parents are well known um, but imagine the, the disproportionate and discriminatory position of that child. What are the issues then surrounding or the objections? Because, of course, for many years we've had adoption in Ireland. I don't want to go back in time too much about the, the disasters we've had in relation to adoption in Ireland. But we could very easily, in adoption, and I'm an adopted person uh, from a mother and baby home, and we could very easily give rights to adopted children and to the adoptive parents. So what what are the stumbling blocks in this? Now, I did hear, obviously, Senator Lynn Ruan uh, yesterday, of course, who was challenged by, uh, or should I say, Senator Sharon Kogan, who was challenged by uh, Senator Linda Ruan in, in relation to saying she talked about personal uh, towards, uh, what was she saying? She said that the surrogacy was harmful, exploitative and unethical. So now I know that two British experts in domestic and international surrogacy appeared before the Oireachtas Joint Committee and talked about the, you know, the issue of ethical surrogacy. There is, I suppose, that question. And, and that there was a thing, they're the challenges, aren't they? Yeah, I, I think that, that one of the, the difficulties and one of the um, very valuable discourses within the committee is exploring what commercial surrogacy means. And commercial surrogacy is anything from um, a compensated system, which is what we're going to have in Ireland under domestic law, all the way through to the worst excesses of criminal child trafficking. And Unfortunately, those who are opposed would tend to draw everyone to, assu- to assuming that a commercial arrangement, because money changes hands, that it can't be ethical, whereas that isn't the case. And, and we saw uh, um, illustrations of that on, on Wednesday with the, with the two experts that were before the committee and previously. We can put in place safeguards to make sure if the relationship between the surrogate mother and the intended parents is personal and between them, where everything is transparent, where there is no element of coercion and where there are safeguards to be put in and maybe, you know, checklists that can be put in place to make sure that there is no element of coercion going on. So uh, the, the mere payment of, of money to compensate someone for their loss of earnings, for the fact that they have to buy maternity clothes. Their medical expenses, etc., etc. Exactly. That that doesn't make something unethical. And what we're about here is ensuring that everybody has has a right to attempt to have a child. No one has a right to a child, but they have the attempt to, from from very young age, that desire to have a child. And if you have a a problem with infertility, either medically or socially, because you're a same-sex couple, you you should have the protections that are afforded if a child is born. In relation, okay, this committee is in relation to a right to a child. And I think, like you and like most people in this country, I would agree and absolutely believe that when we watched that couple last night who went to Ukraine uh, to get the little child. I mean, that was the, it was the most heartwarming story you could ever, you couldn't imagine the tragedy they went to, you know, from going over there, arranging it, and they kept in touch with the mother by text, back and forward, of course, and then, of course, war broke out, they had to leave without the baby, and their, their journey home was, uh, was so difficult, and then eventually they got reunited with their little baby, and it was a wonderful story, you'd want to have a heart of stone, not to think that everything is being done above board, of course, and, you know, and she does have a right to be the mother of that child. But of course, just to, if I could just play this teeny bit of audio about the ethical issues around it. And this is what just uh, Senator Sharon Kyogen just said yesterday. Uh, surrogacy, I believe, is harmful, 
it's exploitative and it's unethical. I don't believe it is everyone's right to have a child. Outright opposing something because of a personal bigotry or belief is not actually critically engaging with a topic. They're two different things. Opposition, critically engaged. And I think as legislators and as public... I object to that word. Absolutely, because I'm certainly not... Um, I think you'd find you are. Okay, here she objected to being called a bigot, I suppose. That obviously ended in the uh, Rockets Committee being suspended yesterday over what she said. Um, Do you inherently disagree with what Sharon Kogan said? I, I think that it is very important that we value the privilege that it is to sit on an Oireachtas committee and have an opportunity to hear the real-life experiences of ordinary people in Ireland and have the opportunity to create a pathway to resolve the issues, the very real issues that are raised. And yesterday was the fourth meeting um, and yesterday was perhaps a, a culmination of, of uh, frustrations uh, arose yesterday where over a number of weeks we have had very sweeping statements and even in the, in the clip you've played there it's a very sweeping statement that, commer- that surrogacy is unethical. Now that isn't a correct statement. We've had evidence throughout the last few weeks of how it is and can be ethical Absolutely. and where we need to put in guidelines to safeguard And actually, the way to ensure against unethical practices is to put in legislation. So I think that that there were words also used that are inflammatory and were very offensive. We had people who were invited into the committee who told their absolutely heartrending and, 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 I mean... So what you're saying to me, the the phrase time and place, yeah, the phrase time and place. There is an appropriateness of respect for witnesses coming in before the committee and to single one individual out, to use language that that is reductionist in in referring to surrogate mothers um, as incubators, uh, to use that sort of inflammatory. You can express opposition to to an issue without... I mean, you and I, Niall, I'm sure if we were to go through, there are many things that we wouldn't disagree or we wouldn't agree on, Mm -hmm. but we we can engage in that conversation without being inflammatory with each other, we, with being, we're being respectful of your right to hold a different opinion to me and respectful of each other's, um, each other's life experience. Uh, and I think that that was not evident uh, yesterday in the contribution of Senator Kogan and, and unfortunately previous days had shown uh, and also a, a, a tendency towards sweeping statements okay. Uh, okay. and sweeping without without qualifying the definitions and the words that she was using. And it's incumbent on us as legislators to be very respectful to the people who come before the committee, and especially yesterday. Yesterday was not academics. It was not professionals, medical or legal professionals. Yesterday was real... Just ordinary, everyday people, of course. telling their yes. story. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And, so, and I think what you're trying to say to me is there's a time and a place, uh, and uh, that wasn't is. the time, and it wasn't the, certainly the place to do it. Absolutely. Okay, well, maybe it was the place, but certainly not the time to do it. Uh, yeah. in, in relation to, you know, I mentioned last night on TV that when it comes to things that directly affect people, like surrogacy, and we don't have too much surrogacy in Ireland, and most surrogacy, I imagine, is international, and we, we travel abroad for it. But things like, you know, um, I, I spoke also about adoption laws and how long it's taken, of course, and it still has, isn't there yet for people to have the right to find out who their parents are. Why do you believe we're so slow in this country 
to adopt legislation or change legislation or uh, in any way edit legislation that affects people directly. But yet, you know, we seem to be able to change legislation. And I don't want to go down the COVID route, right? But when we needed legislation for COVID-19, we could bring it in overnight. Yet, when we believe things are important, we, we can bring in legislation overnight. But yet, with these very important matters that directly affect people, it seems to take forever. It does. It does. It does appear to take forever. I, I think that I suppose some of the issues that we have overcome in the last number of years have involved um, very opposing opinions and very, uh, uh, I mean, uh, diametrically opposed opinions when it comes to the repeal of the eight and uh, marriage equality. Uh, so there, there were issues that made it very difficult for people over you, you, to, to arrive at a consensus and to know that when we actually grapple with the, with the issue, that it will be overcome and that there is a way through. When we, when we began with the Constitutional Convention on Marriage Equality, on the day that the convention voted, they actually took two votes. The first vote was about uh, making a recommendation to government about the referendum for marriage equality, which we know is overwhelmingly won. And the, the vote on the day was 79% of the delegates voted for that. A larger number, 81% of the delegates on that day voted for parental equality for same-sex couples. And that's at the heart of surrogacy. That is at the heart of what so, we So what, people right are objecting to two men or two women uh, uh, surrogating a child? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Whereas that is the unfinished business. We didn't put a ceiling and say you can be married, but you can't be parents. We didn't do that as a country. And I don't believe that uh, that was in the spirit of the overwhelming vote that that agreed that that uh, same sex couples had an entitlement. You, what, to what would be the There's no difference in two men being married and a man and a woman being married by law in this country currently at this moment in time. So so why would that that shouldn't even raise its head? It shouldn't even be an issue. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. So it's really important that given that if you are a same-sex male couple, the only way that you're going to have a child other than intercountry adoption is via surrogacy. So it's really important that we have the legislation in place to make sure that is the, that is the gold standard, as Kira described yesterday, mm-hmm. that that's the gold standard of ethical surrogacy so that when judges are making parental orders, that they're making it on the basis of a very good standard and guidance and they're given very thorough guidance. And so the, the quality of debate in the surrogacy committee for these 12 weeks till we report and hopefully then there will be a new section in the AHR bill that will address these our recommendations and it is very important that they encompass everybody being parents in their in their particular circumstances and availing of the assisted human reproduction and just finally in relation to where what other countries do I mean, where are we when, when we look around the world at other countries and how they handle surrogacy and the legislation around surrogacy, particularly in relation to same-sex couples? I mean, how are we? Are we way behind? Are we up there somewhere? Or can we be very progressive now and be you know, one of the first countries to bring in some very progressive legislation around that? Well, well, the first thing to note is that the European Court of Human Rights have issued a judgment against France uh, saying that there must be a stand, a, a method by which children can have both parents legally recognised, both and have that re- relation, that legal relationship with both parents. So we have an international obligation to address that and and to respond to it. So that's that's the first thing that has to be done, no matter what happens here. And um, but in this, uh, by having the conversation, we are um, we are having the opportunity to. 
uh, to have that gold standard. We can avail of the learning from the UK. The UK have had law around surrogacy since 1985 and it has progressed over the years to include same-sex couples and uh, they have conducted a recent review of that. Out of that review, they are making recommendations. And Natalie Gamble, who was one of the people that appeared before the Law Reform Commission in the UK reviewing the surrogacy law, um, gave us the benefit of her insights on Wednesday. And uh, we had great contributions last week also. So we, we, and in the coming weeks, we will hear about the Canadian system. And Garoge uh, Kenny Moore yesterday talked about the Canadian and his experience of just how in-depth and ethical that is before someone is, is it true in Canada that they, they, money doesn't change hands in Canada is that the, isn't that the the rule the law over there I think it's slightly different it, it is altruistic but there is yeah. a compensatory element because it is expensive to undergo uh, surrogacy in Canada mm. but uh, at the same time it is it is altruistic at its heart but it is compensated and um, so there and but it is very thorough everybody must have counselling, must have support before they enter into a surrogacy agreement, the level of expectation of contact post-birth between the surrogate mother and the the parents. That is all completely set out in the surrogacy agreement and there has to be an assurance that all of that is really well and thoroughly thought through before they're even allowed to enter into a surrogacy agreement. And rightly so, so rightly so. That sort of standard, I think, is something that we can aspire to here and hence we need to have very respectful dialogue and very thorough discussion in this committee and we can't afford to have periods of time where we're suspended because of you know, it, what it was disrespectful behaviour towards witnesses. Um, we can't afford to lose a minute. We have a very short space of time. We really want to come up with something that is going to going to make Ireland a world leader in a standard of human rights. For, have you had a crystal ball in your hand there for all the, uh, the women who are listening uh, all over the country who may have uh, surrogated a child or may be doing it in the future or are already on a list somewhere? Um, what would you say or when would you say this legislation might actually uh, be available? My hope, my hope is that by the end of this year, we will have a, a the assisted human reproduction bill voted through the Dáil and Shannon and that it will have an inclusion of international surrogacy within it. And I will be one of the first people in the queue down to apply for my parental order. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I wish you well and I, ho- and I hope you get what you deserve because you absolutely <laughs> deserve to be recognised as a child's mother. Listen, thank you very much indeed and I appreciate you coming on the You're very good, thank you. Finnegan Senator Mary Siri Carney uh, talking about um, obviously surrogacy and the assisted human reproduction bill. Uh, so for all the people around the country, it's most likely by this time next year, I think it would be safe to say that we should have some sort of bill in place where as long as it's ethical, uh, as long as there's, you know, all the I's are dotted, etc., etc., uh, that you will be able to surrogate a child internationally and uh, also domestically as well, if possible. But that, that doesn't seem to happen too much in this country. Uh, you will be able to, and you will be recognised as the child's mother. And if you do everything above board, why shouldn't you be? Sure, for years in this country, as I said already, we don't have any domestic adoptions really anymore. Well, not very many of them. But for years we did, and we managed to figure out how to make the adoptive parents be recognised as the mother or father of a child. So I don't see why this should be such a big deal. I think that obviously the stumbling block, or one of the stumbling blocks was same-sex couples. But sure, we already voted for that. 67% of the population who voted yes or 67% of those who voted voted yes, obviously the marriage equality referendum. So I'm assuming that at least 67% of you who voted uh, would have no issue with that whatsoever. Maybe the other 33% may have an issue with it. But that's why we live in a democracy, isn't it? 
Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic. Classic. 